so loud. Hey everyone, Shnan from Cascadia Pod here, just reminding you that we are not sponsored by or affiliated with anybody mentioned in today's review. If anybody ever is a sponsor, we will of course tell you up front, as well as we always give 100% honest reviews, no matter if someone is a sponsor or not. Thank you guys so much, and enjoy! to talk about things. Yes, we actually did something this past weekend. Woohoo for things! Yeah! I also want to talk about something else, and we'll do that just a little bit. Okay. Tiny bit. Which one? Housing crisis. Oh, yeah. But yeah, we're going to talk about essentially why we don't have a podcast every week lately. First of all, because black tapes, dude, every other week, and then Tannis goes on vacation for like seven months. (laughs) What are we supposed to do every week? What are we going to do when they go on hiatus? Oh my goodness, that's not a good idea. All right. Anyway, let's go ahead and talk about what we actually did outside of our homes. And there's a vlog up. We went to the giant antique fair at the Portland Expo Center. Mm -hmm. That was on Sunday. That was on Sunday. And they weren't lying when they said giant. It was huge. It was a swap meet. It was (laughs) with two expo buildings. (laughs) It was outside, it was inside, it was two buildings, it was... It was everywhere. Might have even expanded out of there. It was really big, and there was so much stuff. Mm -hmm. Stuff outside, like garage sale, yeah. It was a total, hey, I have all this old stuff that grandma never threw away, let me do a garage sale with it. It's one that wasn't really like that old, yeah, just stuff that you have around your house and you're like, meh, antique. Right? <laughs> it's over vintage. 10 years. Vintage. Yeah. <laughs> totally vintage. Just go watch the vlog, too. It's funny. One thing about that, I was honestly not prepared for how large that was whatsoever. And I have made some dietary changes lately, and I was like, yeah, screw the diet. That was not a good idea. Bring your own drinks. Oh my goodness, bring your own drinks. They didn't check anything. Nope, they didn't check for anything. We probably could have just brought a cooler. Yeah, probably. (laughs) It's really expensive there. They had hiked everything up. It was $4 for a soda, 3 for a bottle of water. Yeah. It was really expensive. It was ridiculously expensive. It was really awesome. I really like looking at the old things. Scott likes getting the stories out of people. Yeah, Scott's way more into it. I just want to see it. Right. And move on to the next pretty thing. (laughs) If I'm looking at it and I think it's interesting, I may ask about it. But I don't need to know the story behind everything. But he wants to know the story about most things. That and... You have a lot of time when you go to these things outside of an actual, like, antique mall mm-hmm. where you're going to see things you normally don't see. Like, they're not going to sell vintage guns at an antique mall. He got to ask a lot of questions about those vintage guns. There was that one that he saw when I took the picture of us. It shot down a plane. Yeah. And then there was another that he had found that has a serial numbers that match. A, re- a revolver shotgun. So mm-hmm. you could actually take the butt, the butt of the of revolver, revolver off and then put the shotgun butt on it. Mm-hmm. And it had the matching serial numbers. 
it was a big thing to him. To me, yeah, well, it was just a really cool gun. Well, it has matching serial numbers, and it's really rare. Mm-hmm. And then there was also, like, the monster hunting kit. Mm-hmm. There was a cross in there. There was, was the gunpowder, which didn't make any sense because it was a revolver. <laughs> but obviously that wasn't the original gun that came with it. Right. And they even had the little picture of a little kid running from mm-hmm. a monster. It was definitely early, maybe mid-1800s. It was super cute. Yeah, it was awesome. It was cute. What did you think about some of the stuff like the pricing and whatnot and i thought there were definitely some vendors who were hiked up the prices mm-hmm. we would walk by something i'm like whoa mm-hmm. that's a lot for that item and i just swear i saw a similar item <laughs> that's a big problem there too you yeah. can't sell something for 500 dollars that's worth you know 300 dollars someone and, will find out <laughs> yeah well there's probably like seven of them within the building yeah also I'm not going to lie, a lot of the people that were there were older Yes. in the way of selling. People that were there that were walking around, you had every age range. You had young people, old people, us, we're in the middle. Mostly, there were mostly, I want to say people 40 and older. That was people that were buying stuff for 40 and older. People that were actually doing something there, they were 40 or older, but everyone selling was definitely much older. And if there was a young kid in a tent or in a booth, it was because it was like their grandson or (laughs) their granddaughter. Taking over the, the company or whatnot. That's actually a perfect segue moving into the other thing. We'll talk about our food that we ate too at the end, just to keep it light. But... Mm-hmm. For And it's not just Portland, it's also Seattle's got the problem where we are being overpopulated. There are plenty of people from other places who are finding California is moving up here, we moved up here, mm-hmm. and for me it was family, for Anna it was family, other people it's more for the fact that they want some place where they're comfortable, they don't have to worry about water and pollution and crime, which they're bringing it with them because we're bringing so many people and... Pricing here is gone up. Not so much in food. Foods pay, stay same. pretty the same. Gas, but property values, for sure. Also, because of the overall population, there's not enough space for everyone, pretty much. And so, wait lists. Even when I moved out here almost two years ago now, um, the wait list, it's, it was hard. Because mm-hmm. I'm trying to find a place to live, and everyone's like, oh, there's a three-month waiting list. I'm like, no, dude, I, I need to be out there in two weeks. Like, mm-hmm. I need to find a place. <laughs> And there were still a few more places, and prices were still pretty low when I moved out here Mm -hmm. in 2014. But the same place I was living at, if I go and I try to rent there again, it's a $400 difference already Mm -hmm. in a year and a half. I was renting a two-bedroom for $850, and they rent their two bedrooms now for $11. Yeah, our apartment, we started out, we have two pets. There's the pet rent, which gets me every time. I've already paid you a pet deposit. Why am I paying pet rent mm-hmm. on top? My pet doesn't change anything. Right. It, honestly, it's a cat and a dog, and the dog, she's just in here all day, and the cat, I could just throw her outside and you never notice. But we got pet rent, which is $40, and when we moved in, it was 950 is what we're paying. We're in a two-bedroom. And since then, last year, it went up $200, and now we're paying 1100 And this year, 300 Yeah, it's about 300 because they want 1366 plus an extra $5 per pet, so $50 in pet rent. Oh. 
And that's if we do 10 months. If we do anything in between, if I do month to month, it would cost me $1,700 a month. And this apartment is less than 900 square feet. Yeah, which are pretty small apartments out here. And that causes a lot of problems in the way of a lot of things are built for two incomes. Mm -hmm. And our income, we have my income, and Scott's income is limited. He's on a set fixed income, so that's that. I can't go around that. And then buying a home really isn't a, anything I can do either because I make too much money, big air quotes there, too much money, but at the same time, I can't afford to live anywhere. You're right on that right line that the government has set. Uh-huh. You know, you make this amount, oh, that's a little too much to receive assistance, but you know, it's not enough to live, but screw you anyway, because we're the government and that's what we do. Right. And that's where we fall. We're that middle class American who can't Lower middle up. class, yeah. Yeah, we can't get up and we can't get down. And, or, you know, we could go down. We just don't want to go yeah. down. We don't want to go <laughs> we down. We don't want to go and, down. And I know that a lot of people, the first thing they're going to say, because this is what happened. I told my friends and family, hey, it's getting hard. Do you have any ideas? Blah, blah, blah. And the first thing I got told was get a roommate. And Anna has two roommates going on three here soon. And it's still, it's still hard. you're still paying for one person. What? $700 a month is what you'll be paying with utilities and everything pretty much. Um, we pay, I pay six right now individually. Mm -hmm. It'll be five if I get this other, when we get the other roommate. If it were just me and Scott, that's still a grand a month. That's a yeah. With two other people in the household. It's not something that is plausible. And then on top of that, Getting people who are reliable, getting people that aren't going to steal your crap, which Anna doesn't have that problem, but I mean, it's it's hard. Yeah. And if you're, you're getting someone that you know, mm -hmm. well, then you're getting the process of they're your friend, you're living with them, things are going to change, and on top of that, if anything happens, it's going to build this resentment and sort of strain your relationship with that person short of family. And I don't have the luxury of family being here. Yeah. And Anna's brother is going to be moving soon, which honestly, I don't understand if he's even going to be able to. He's really struggling as well with that. Mm -hmm. He's been trying to get a home. He wants to buy a home. Mm -hmm. The only reason we're out here is because his daughter is out here. He obviously wants to be a part of his daughter's life. Mm -hmm. It's really difficult. Mom lives here. He lived in Colorado. Mm -hmm. She couldn't move back to Colorado due to past I, issues. <laughs> well, and, that financial strain for her, too. Yeah. With things like that, you know, it was better for her to be here in Oregon, and so the best option would be for Jerry to come here. Mm -hmm. That way, their daughter can have both mom and dad and all that stuff. And he needs to move. He wants to move on that side of town because he wants to stay where she can stay in the same school. He wants her to have that kind of stuff. Where it's, and she can go to either house at any time without exactly. every other weekend and yes. all that silliness. And in order to do that, you know, he's got to move to the other side of the river, which I'm not moving over there because I'm not driving an hour to work every day. And for him to find a place on his own, you know, he knows he can't rent. A one bedroom is nine to a thousand dollars. And then, but he needs a two because... He wants his daughter to have her own room. Two bedroom. He's looking at $1,300. $1,300 for one person to pay. Mm -hmm. And he makes less than we do. Right. And it's it's just kind of like, how do you expect that? He's been looking into trying to buy a home and he's just having a hard time with that. Mm -hmm. The guy was like, well, do you have anyone who could co-sign? And my brother's like, no, this is my thing. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just the way it is. You need a co-signer and you need this and you need all this down payment. And my brother's like, um, 
I think I have $100. <laughs> you want it? <laughs> right. There's no way to save to get to anything. And then for me, I've been looking into those government programs that promise, hey, we'll pay down payment and promise you a, a, a reasonable interest loan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, like Anna said, we're right on the cusp. And the way for me to get the money for the down payment is I have to work overtime. If I work overtime, then it looks like I make more Mm -hmm. than what is considered the cusp. And that means that I am then disqualified. Either I can work my overtime, get the amount, and actually be able to apply for it and have what they require, but I get disqualified. Or I cannot work the overtime, not have the money, and be stuck trying to move because I'm also working this overtime for either a down payment or to have something to put as a deposit down. And it's just getting extremely frustrating and hard and even like I could get rid of the dogs, we could live in a studio and I've looked. Even studios are eight, nine hundred dollars and that's not counting anything else. And I have a car payment, and that's not a small car payment. I'm paying almost like $600 between the car payment and the insurance. You can't find really cheap places. I have found them. I have found a one-bedroom that I could rent for like 650 bucks. And then your car would go missing that morning. Exactly. And also those places where the rent is cheap like that, for some god-awful reason. You know, it's like in a terrible neighborhood. The apartment really isn't that great, but we won't accept dogs. Uh. Really? Really? Uh huh. <laughs> You're gonna place a restriction. You have no right to place a restriction. <laughs> we're not trying to say these things because we're upset with anybody who has come here. The thing that I'm upset about is the fact that even after getting a raise this year, a substantial raise, and I was happy. I was gonna re-sign my lease for this year, and I was just gonna stay here. Mm-hmm. And then save up that extra money so I could buy a house next year with a substantial down payment, a legit down payment, not, I have 150 extra dollars. <laughs> and it's just come to the point that, well, we can't go out anymore because we don't have the money to save for a down payment on a new place plus money to go out. And that's really what's been hindering us. The housing out here, it's just... It's really hard, and it, it just goes up every year, mm-hmm. making it even harder. And all these housing is going up, and yeah, we got this raise. But that raise was not enough to catch up for the last two years' worth of mm-hmm. housing increase. Yeah. And it's just really hard. And We're just, just lucky that it's starting to change a little bit. And I really feel like this is sort of a call to action to anybody living in the area of Portland So, yeah, like, people who are making minimum wage, like, I don't even know how they're living. Oh, no. No idea. I have someone that I work with. She works three jobs to pay her rent, and she has roommates. Essentially, what we're saying is if you do live in this area, first of all, if you've got a place to rent that's cheap and takes dogs, hey, hit us up. And it's not, like, in a place where we're going to get our car stolen. We would be appreciative. But also, if you're living in this area, we're asking you, as we're going to do, lobby those around you. Get on Twitter. Write a letter. Do it. Write a letter. Write a letter to your senator. Write a letter to the statesman. Write a letter to everybody that we need some kind of caps for either cost of living on homes because there's no cap in the state of Oregon. You can raise the rent as much as you want. They just changed it so they have to give you three months notification 
But that doesn't change anything because I got over 90 days worth of notification. And to get into some place is going to be a year and a half wait. I should have been looking for a place when I signed my lease last year. Yeah, the wait lists out here are intense. Mm-hmm. Because there's just so many people looking for somewhere to live. And if that place is decently priced, you get that 500 square foot place for 800, 900 bucks. Woo! You know someone's going to be jumping on that. And that's going to have a wait list because... Everybody yeah. wants that. They're like, I don't care if it's 500 square feet. It's doable. It's a price I can afford. Well, that and it's even expanding out. It's not just Portland. You go out into the rural areas mm -hmm. where they have some kind of buildings. There's a building out in Sandy, Oregon. So let's talk about Sandy really quickly. Beautiful place. It's out in the boonies. And there's nothing. It is an extra 30 minutes from Gresham. It is an extra 30 minutes from my work. Mm -hmm. And I was willing to live there. It cost more than to live here. In Sandy, Oregon, where nothing's going on. That's crazy. It's a sleepy little town. Yeah, and that's what it is. And it's going to get to the point that, I don't know about Anna, but I might just have to either move back to California or move down to Roseburg just to have some kind of stability in my life so I can save money to buy a house or move out, or do anything. Mm. And it's not going to be much different for her, if not worse. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, I've been looking back at the housing in the springs, and it's gone up a lot, too, in the last two mm -hmm. years. And I'm like, oh, jeez. Right? Oh, it's not doing any better in the springs. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm screwed. <laughs> anyway. You want to live with roommates. You want to be able to mm -hmm. do things on your own. Like, I'm super independent. I... Love living alone. It's the greatest feeling. You get to walk around in underwear. You can do anything you please. Mm -hmm. I can play music. I can play any kind of music I want. So if I want to listen to Backstreet Boys, I'm going to listen to some Backstreet Boys. <laughs> it's just amazing. I can dirty the kitchen and not get frustrated when I walk in the kitchen and there's more dirt. And It's good to have alone time, too. Yeah. It's good to have some place that's your own. And honestly... Yeah. And to be almost 30... Yeah, and have to live. Your 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 only way of survival is to have a roommate. It's like really, I'm almost thirty. I do not need to be living with somebody. We we live <laughs> with these these ideals that we grew up with, especially right before everything popped. Yeah, where there were people that are our age now who had a home, a vacation home. They had a boat and a jet ski and <laughs> two cars and everything and. Yep. Now it's come to the point that short of those people who are lucky enough to foresee that you'd have to have an 800 credit score and start <laughs> investing your paycheck that you got from McDonald's when you were 16 <laughs> in dividends and stocks, all of us are in debt, are having troubles, yep. are stuck. And yeah, some of us are a little better off than others, but for the most part, it's affecting everyone. Mm -hmm. And it's not just us. And it's not just you. It's everyone. Also, in the world today, we have a stigma against money mm -hmm. where we can talk about our sex lives. We can talk about that weird discharge that's coming out of our nose <laughs> or that hole that doesn't seem to be healing or even that weird thing that we stepped in the other day or Pokemon. I mean, we let our weird flags and our freak flags and even our overbearing and oversharing flags fly. Yeah. But we talk about money and it gets 
too much. People don't want to ever talk about it. I don't want to tell you guys about my debt. I feel embarrassed about it. I don't feel embarrassed about the fact that I've got a giant zit on my face right now, but I'm embarrassed about that debt that I've got. I'm because, super embarrassed about my debt too. <laughs> right. You feel like you're a failure and everything that's going on around us just makes it so hard, especially when we're trying to do this. We're trying to build something for people like ourselves who want to come out here and enjoy it and people who want to build a community out here or a life out here. It's not possible for us right now. And that's saying something because we're both in really good jobs and we're both in a place for two people who don't have bachelors and masters and doctorates and all of that. We're getting a decent pay. It just sucks and it's annoying and we apologize for not having more podcasts up. We are going to start just doing random weird podcasts honestly because we can't review everything every week anymore. It's not plausible. Nope. Not gonna happen. You yeah. just get to hear us talk about random things. We'll talk about the, the weird splooge coming out of my nose, I guess. We could always talk about my lack of love. No, I'm joking. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Those are always fun stories. Too deep. Too uh, deep on it. Well, we can talk about your Tinder dates. We're yeah, gonna we send can Anna totally Tinder talk dates. about Tinder dates. Constantly. Const- yes. So now we're having Anna's Tinder corner. This is gonna happen. Oh, this is gonna happen, guys. If you guys want to be one of Anna's blind dates, hey... Hit us up on, on Twitter. I'll make it happen. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, no, I will probably be there filming. And Scott and I will both be chaperoning. And there may be background checks and credit checks. <laughs> so the biggest check, the biggest check for any of my future dates is please don't put the ring away if you have one. <laughs> what? Me and my married men. Oh, God. It's an issue. It's a real issue. <laughs> More to come. Uh, that'll be a great story for another day. <laughs> All right. We will end with, let's talk about the foodstuffs and what happened there. What food stuff did we get? We got food stuff before we went to the antique show on a G's. Oh, we did. Yeah. We were trying to hit one of those immortal Portland places, one of the ones that you hear about, and it's so good, and it's so perfect. I don't know about outside of Portland, but the place that we ended up going to, it's called Pine State Biscuit, and it's been on Discovery Channel, Travel Channel, probably Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, one of them. We went to the one that's down on 11th, and we tried to go there, and we get there, and there's a line out the door, and we are not having that. We are hungry now. It's almost 11 o'clock. It's brunch. We want food. Right across the street. No line. Perfect. It was, what, a three, four minute wait? Yeah. Genie's Cafe. And it was just as good. It was amazing food. Yeah, I had the Eggs Benedict. I love Eggs Benedict. I don't think you can go wrong with it. That's your fallback food. You realize that, right? It's just like Scott and his biscuits and gravy. If you like the Eggs Benedict, you'll go back. Scott didn't like the biscuits and gravy, just FYI. They use bacon gravy instead of sausage gravy. If you're a sausage gravy fan, don't get the biscuits and gravy. Anna had her Eggs Benedict and she liked them. We ate everything. Oh my gosh. We ate all the things. And I had, it was the Southwestern Scramble. So the tea was amazing too. We both got hot tea. But my biggest gripe was that my potatoes were cold. That was the only thing, because I got the O'Brien potatoes, and they were cold. And if you know O'Brien potatoes, they're potato wedges. You don't want those cold. No. That was my only gripe. It was even reasonably priced. For three people, it was 40 bucks. Yeah, it's not bad. 
Not at all. And they have a bar there. They have a legit, you walk in, there's a coffee bar, but they have booze behind the bar too. So you can definitely hit that up as your mimosa place on Sunday morning. Yeah. And if you like spicy drinks, they had a scorpion Bloody Mary. It sounded so good. Uh, it's, I, I like Bloody Marys, but I'm a sis. So my Bloody Marys have to obtain little no, to nothing of no, spice, right? <laughs> no Tabasco for you. Just some peppa or whatever you put yeah. in there. And just a little bit of spice, but not enough to kill me. And this scorpion one, man, if I liked spicy stuff, I would definitely try it because it sounded... Yeah. It had amazing. a scorpion pepper in it and rum, a scorpion rum, mm-hmm. and then all the other boozy things. Yeah, it sounded hot. Yeah. I don't understand that. Not at all. Just, I can't. I like I don't, a little kick in my Bloody Mary. It's so good. <laughs> I just don't like tomato juice, I think, is my big oh, issue. I love it. I could drink that V8 tomato stuff all day. Woo. I could drink, you could give me a can of pasta sauce, and I could legit drink a can of pasta sauce, but V8, no. Oh, man, she's strange. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Whatever. Out of that one, I think, for me, I really liked it. It was busy and Sunday. I'll give them a little bit of a a pass. I would go back and try it. Obviously, Scott is never going to go back because of the biscuits and gravy. They have failed his test. (laughs) They failed. They have failed. But, I mean, there's no wait time. If you're going to Pine State and there's an epic line, which I still want to hit Pine State at some point. There's two of them. Maybe we can get to one sometime, someday. But for now, Genie's was great. Genie's was good. I liked the atmosphere. It was a little loud. It was a little loud. There was a lot of people in one room. Well, it's also those vaulted ceilings, so everything yeah. sort of just bounced back at you. There were two rooms. If you were in there's one room with the lower ceiling and then one with the higher ceiling that we were in. The lower ceiling didn't have windows. No. Nope. But it was lower, so you probably would get a better... You know, if you're having a conversation with someone. I liked it. It was good. That's good. No hoity-toity. And that's really about it for now. We will be doing a Black Tapes review tomorrow because Anna needs to listen to it, or I'd do it now. I just finished it for the second time already, and she hasn't even listened to it once. No, not yet. We'll get to about five for me and one for Anna, and we'll have notes. Tell us what you guys think. Like I said, hey, do you have some place you know that's renting out that isn't in the middle of... Getting shot places? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yep, yep. <laughs> also, tell us some places that are affordable for people who are on a budget that you want to see reviewed that maybe aren't those big Portland places, because we like those. Genie's felt like it was sort of like a gem. Mm-hmm. And I like those kind of places. I know Anna likes food in general, so I mean, suggest food and she'll be happy. Also, I am doing more vlogs, and I'll try to get Anna to do more vlogs. I actually have more videos, and if you want to see that, that'll all be on Cascadia on YouTube, which if you want to find us on Twitter or Facebook or YouTube, it's all Cascadia Pod, and it's the same way it's spelled here on the podcast. And then also, if you want to see it all in one spot and you don't want to have to go searching for us everywhere, just go to cascadiapod.squarespace.com. Everything's there for you. We love you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. And don't forget, watch watch out out for Bigfoot. Bigfoot.